So you think you got a lot to say? Well, I think you better clear the space. When it comes to movies, I got the better taste. No one knows what you're talking about anyway. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, some comedies, the comedies that shaped us. We were talking about trying to figure out the, the Nickelodeon game, uh, figure it out, and I don't know why I was having issues with that, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Just a side note, speaking of game shows, like, I've realized that we're we're now entering this, like, new era of, like, not new era, but more like, uh, like, game shows are super popular again, or at least there's a ton of yeah. them. Is that weird? I, like, there's just a show for everything now. Like the the Impractical Jokers now have their own game show too. Really? And it's like, yeah, it's um, I forgot what it's called. Uh, we're live on, yeah. So like, uh, what what's what's it called, Corey? You'll let us know. Uh, yeah, and it it has. And like, Joe McHale is on every single one of like these game yeah. shows, and it's amazing. Well, but, yeah, the, imp- the impractical the Impractical Joker uh show actually has uh what's her name from The Good Place, like the really gorgeous uh actress i forgot her name um no well Kristen bell no but the one is no um the 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 one the one who has a british accent who is like posh and very better than everybody but she's really not the other main character like it's there's it's it's her cheaty um guy and her (laughs) i just remember remember cheaty's name and uh she have like puppy sleeves she wear that no it's not janet it's not Janet. It's I not haven't the robot. seen that show, so you're like... You haven't seen... <laughs> wait, whoa. You haven't... Wait, you are such a big Kristen Bell fan and you haven't seen... Wait, and I thought you like You like The Office and Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, yeah. How have like you a, not seen it? In a healthy it? way, wait, yeah. And you know Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You you know three of the... You watch three of the four Michael Schur shows. How, do you, how have you not yeah. seen Good Place? I mean, to be fair, I've waited, I waited like a decade and a half to see The Office, so... I waited a long time. I usually do that with shows. I don't know why. I just do. No, it makes sense. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same way. I we just started watching an animated show called Infinity Train last night. I thoroughly do not like it at all. I think it has the worst pacing of any cartoon I've ever seen ever. But I have a ton of animator friends who absolutely love that show. So I feel like I'm missing out on something. We watched the first three episodes, and I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't care. Less. It literally has the worst pacing I've ever seen of any live action or animated show ever. It's like there's like no resolution at the end and it just like cuts to credits and then like you don't care about anybody. They introduce like eight characters all at once expecting you to wow. uh, to know who they are and you're just like, it sounds I, like don't, our podcast. I don't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, it's no, it's fine. It's just it's so weird because like I love Adventure Time and Adventure Time does it, but for some reason every time you meet a character you love them. And then this show like it wasn't. And then like I think I want to compare it mostly to an, another new show that I love that came out recently, which is called Owl House. Have you watched the Owl House yet? Oh, Disney I've Plus? heard of the Owl House. I have not seen it though. It is unbelievable. It is so really? great. I absolutely think it's one of the best shows right now. Um. Along with Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, keep saying Captain Falcon and Captain the Winter Falcon. Soldier. I need to stop saying that. Shout out to um, Captain Falco. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what else I'm watching right now. I'm, I watch Generation on. We're talking about comedy today. Why am I talking about Generation? <laughs> but if you have if you have HBO Max and you like Gen Z stuff or millennial stuff, uh, Generation's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Justice Smith is amazing. 
one of my favorite actors right now. So anyways, Sam, you, you, you take the reins for a second. Hey, so cool. I have a question for you. So let's start at the very beginning. So okay. what types of comedies did you used to watch as a kid? Baby Tyler, what what kind of shows or like movies did you think were really funny? It, you know how it doesn't have to be like super super young, but like kind of when you started realizing like, hey, I really like comedies mm. or really like the art two, of comedy. Yeah, when I was two years old, I watched Child's Play. I'm kidding. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> the amazing comedy Child's Play. No, I um, I think so. Uh, when I was younger, I really liked Adam Sandler because he was loud. And made funny noises and and whatnot. And uh, my dad was not having it because he couldn't stand Adam Sandler. And um, I don't like Adam Sandler comedies at all anymore, including the old ones. Like, I don't like any of them anymore. Going, It's like watching Space Jam where I'm like, ooh, why did I like this? This is terrible. Right. Uh, my priorities were not in, the, in, in place. Um, yeah, I, I love Adam Sandler. I think he's a great person. I think he's an amazing drama actor. Cannot cannot get behind his comedy but um i i i think what really really affected me was when my dad showed me coming to america uh that's a- absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time it has definitely shaped my ki- my my type of comedy and also another movie that you probably never heard of um it ha- it's called uh it's 1982 arthur with dudley moore john gilgood and liza minnelli absolutely one of my top 10 movies of all time I it think you the, told me about this movie a while ago. Like I at some about point, it a lot. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check it out. It's just one of those movies that has like some great one-liners. Some stuff doesn't, of course, like from the '80s doesn't. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not pertinent or anything or good like now, like or it doesn't uh, doesn't age well. Some some right. jokes, including the beginning of the movie when uh, they roll up to two ladies of the evening and uh but yeah it's um and so but i mean i, I love the movie very much i just think one of my favorite things it was just or like liza minnelli falls in love with with um with arthur who is a, a millionaire uh at this point and um liza minnelli is just a, a worker and was very very poor and he's supposed to marry some really boring rich lady that he does not love and he falls in love with liza minnelli and she goes home and uh, and she's just like, I, I want to see this guy. I actually really like this guy. And he was just, and the dad her She lives with her dad and her dad's just like, oh, yeah. Like, what, what does this bum do anyway? She goes, dad, he's a millionaire. And he just goes, you have my permission to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I don't know. Uh, that, I think those are like probably the two comedies that really just defined my type of comedy today especially coming to America with the wacky wackiness, different characters and stuff like that. It really got me into just kind of, yeah, like really enjoying seeing uh, people just be kind of weird and crazy and see like this really big story with some really funny characters, uh, soul glow and, uh, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching now that you're mentioning, uh, some of these movies, I'm like, oh my god, that's right. I watched these <laughs> movies as a kid. I was like taking some notes real fast so I didn't forget. Sorry. Um, like watching these movies as a kid, like thinking back, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have seen these movies so young, but but here we are, you know. <laughs> and it's funny because <laughs> when you go back and rewatch them, you're like, wow, I really that really went over that joke went way over my head. I had no idea. 
or um or oof this is cringy yikes this would never be made today and i don't think it's funny today or you know if you know so like uh for example um like i haven't gone back and and watched i've never been like a big adam sandler fan but occasionally occasionally he's funny like my sister's a big fan so like we'll watch it sometimes and and I think it's more like I like to spend time with her watching something that she enjoys and like yeah. something that we can just like laugh about because it's stupid. So I have to like switch my brain off, you know, <laughs> like I love Rob Schneider and David Spade. I think they're hilarious. I do think they're funny. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but I do. I think they're funny. It's really stupid. I do like David Spade. I will say I yeah, do like David, David Spade. David Spade is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched Happy Gilmore a lot when I was a kid. I really liked it. I thought it was funny, but I don't really remember like a ton of it. Like I haven't seen it as an adult. So I'm not sure if it would still be like holding up till to today, but uh, a movie in particular, though, I would say that was kind of setting me up on the right track to like my style of humor was Men in Tights, Robin Hood yes. Men in Tights. That movie was great. Like <laughs> it's so funny, it's so funny, and so it kind of like makes sense thinking back because like I have older like cousins that um that like we were all we all grew up together and they're like my brothers, so they're like three and six years older than me. So they were watching other things, you know, and I'm like a little kid, like I have no idea, but they, they loved men in tights. I know that for sure. And space balls as well, of course. But, uh, so both of those are really funny to me. Um, yeah, I do love Mel yeah. Brooks. Um, I, I, my, I yeah. actually forgot about history world part one. I would watch that on a wow. when I was a kid. I loved that movie so much. Oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. The Inquisition. What a show. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, man, and producers like the original and the new one. I love yeah. both of those when I was a kid. When oh, like whenever I, I was, I watched them. Um, Young yeah, Frankenstein oh, as well. I forgot about the Marx Brothers. My dad made me watch all the Marx Brothers when I was eight years old, and I fell in love with them. I even have like a like a like a marionette thing of Groucho. Like I love. Oh wait, do, do I have? I not behind me, but yeah. I was like, I, bring I, him in. Welcome our guest. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Harpo Chico. <laughs> Groucho Zeppo, let's do this. Uh, yeah, no, I um, I really love the Marx Brothers. I could not get into the Three Stooges. Uh, Abbott and Costello were okay. Uh, I, I, but I, and I really liked um, what um, I forget what their names are. The other guys, the ones who danced. Oh, what was the movie with John C. Riley and Steve? Oh man. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I so you mentioned the Three Stooges that um. I, that was short-lived for me because I really did like them. I thought they were funny because I would watch it with my grandfather. My grandfather thought it was mm. super funny, right? Um, so I enjoyed it. And again, I think it kind of goes back to more like spending time with a loved one, enjoying something that's silly. Um, yeah. But he also introduced me to Buster Keaton, and Buster Keaton would mm. is still one of my favorites. Um, he's he's not exactly. I mean, he's funny. You know, but it's it's just like it's kind of a performance art. You know, he is a storyteller yeah. at heart. But uh, so I don't I don't want to say he's super comedy. But um, but while we're in the realm of like older material, you know, um, just because like you know he's not he's not just a clown. Not like MGM treated him when he like sold out to them. But I get it, money. You know, it's tough. It's a tough business. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, Buster Keaton is still one of my favorites. You can actually find a lot, if not all, of his movies. For free on YouTube, so Sherlock really? Jr. is one of my favorites. Yeah, Sherlock Jr. is really that. good. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> that's great when it's like over a hundred years old, right? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I, it, also, I was thinking of Laurel and Hardy. I love Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loud. Yes, yeah. Laurel and Hardy. They're great, too. Um, and then, of course, we. I, I'm sure you were the same way, Tyler, but um, I Love Lucy really defined mm. a lot for me. I Love Lucy, and then, like, side note, because while we're, you know, think, while we're talking about, like, female, females in comedy, um, especially of that time, right? So a little before that, there was Katherine Hepburn, and I love her to death because she's so funny and she's zany and stuff. She's still elegant and pretty and like all that that like a woman should be, you know, which is something I look up to as well. I mean, I mean, okay, this know, is like know, the 40s, know. you know, it's the 40s, but she like she would wear pants and like take these risks with comedy and be silly and goofy, not really care about always like looking beautiful or like, you know, like um like gazing off into the distance or anything like that. So, um yeah. I think it's really refreshing and nice to see women in comedy taking like i would say risks at that time um and doing it well you know like especially like lucille ball you know yeah. she's a staple for a lot of female comedians and I, I would say just a lot of comedians in general probably she's amazing I but i always hear it with female comedians yes yeah absolutely I, I think like another um like going down that route as well like uh like some like it hot with like marilyn monroe i thought was also hilarious and was able to really bounce back off of like really big slapstick or really big uh humor like you know with, with dealing with um now i'm forgetting what their names are who are also in that movie but i just remember her but um uh ja is it is it jack lemon and uh i can't remember some like it hot it doesn't matter but yeah I, I I hear that, and um, I think you and I have talked about this a lot. Joan Rivers is like one of the most influential comedians, and just anybody for me. I love her to death. I'm really glad, uh, or not glad. Sorry, I'm really sad that she is gone. I I really do miss hearing her and everything like that. And um, I mean, she was a huge thing, especially for like being the guest host for the Tonight Show. That was a big deal, uh, especially for women and women in comedy. Um. And, uh, yeah, no, I heard when any time it was like Lucille Ball and Joan Rivers in the room was also like hilarious. I don't know if you actually knew this. This isn't like early on. This was like in college, but I got really obsessed with roasts with Hollywood roasts, especially when I found out that, um, what comedy central had been doing for a while, um, in the nineties and early two thousands, they used to do like the New York fire club roasts where it was an actual, it's an actual like group of people. You have to be in doctor, uh, and and you have to be in. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of words right now. But um, you have to be. Uh, they go to you and they ask you to come in. You have to be really good at comedy uh, and be able to take a joke. And it's like some of like really big, of the of biggest and best comedians of Hollywood. And there are some old ones uh, when it was really, really, really bi uh, big with uh, Dean um, Dean Martin was one of the heads of it with um uh with oh my god i'm forgetting everybody's names now but um anyways there's like three main people dean martin being one of them and making it a really really big deal and there's some old videos of like betty white going in and just going in for the kill if you want to know about her comedy <laughs> she was a firecracker and the greatest i not only is betty white like one of the greatest people ever like it just seems like but like Man, she went hard on people, and it was great. It was wonderful. Um, and so that was an, that's another thing where I think also where the self-deprecation humor that, that I use as well comes from is from, like, watching roasts and watching, like, really powerful people. Like, um, 
Like Lisa Lampanelli is definitely extremely influential for me. I I love her to death. She was able to make fun of her fun of herself, but then like it was like one burn to myself, two burns to you kind of humor. It was like really great. And so uh, yeah. Anyway, th- th- there's also that. I'm just trying to think of like other things that like where my comedy styles came from. And but yeah, it also kind of bounced off what you were saying. Yeah, definitely. I would I would say too that uh, there. Are- I mean, I, I, <laughs> Prince, the Princess Diaries for me is like, was everything, right? So like, <laughs> you think of it, like, but that's actually a really good movie. So like, if you go back and watch it, it's actually really good. Um, it has a lot of heart. It has a lot of humor as well. And so I think that, um, again, seeing another female in, I, I wouldn't really classify that movie as a comedy, but there's just a lot of funny funny lines that are like hidden in the background you know of that mm-hmm. movie that you have to like go back and listen to um because it's like an extra somebody off screen saying something that's just like really hilarious um <laughs> gary what is his name oh my god the director- oh. no 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 um oh my gosh that, that directed that movie gary marshall <laughs> it is gary, gary marshall? marshall yes it's gary marshall and uh he had a really good knack at like at doing these little subtle subtle like funny lines you know that just make it make the movie really charming funny enjoyable and uh rewatchable as well because they're so little and minute that like sometimes you forget it so when you go back and watch it they're just they kind of they hit they hit a little harder you know um so like the art of subtlety in comedy i think is really important too because um i typically don't like the loud obnoxious type of comedians you know i typically don't think that they're um, like they're not I, who I gravitate to. I'm not saying they're not funny. It's just like not who I gravitate to. Which ones don't you like? Just so I know, so I can judge you. Um, I don't. I don't spend much time thinking about like comedians like I don't like, and I also don't like to say that. Oh, know, like they just... could never be funny, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. um, but uh, I because I think comedy is very subjective, and that's true. I mean, and that's the tricky thing of comedy, Tyler. Because um, I was just reading an article about this where. You know, it's like, where is that line? Like, you know, hmm. everyone is so PC and so concerned about, like, not hurting people's feelings and not being inappropriate, which is good. But then it's like, where do you draw that line in comedy when it's your job to, like, be funny? You know, like, where is that yeah. line for you as a comedian and also in general for the general public? Like, um, I think I think I was watching Aziz Ansari's special on, like, Netflix, like, a while back. Uh, yes, it was him. And he said a joke that I really didn't think was funny. Like, I thought it was really weird and, like, gross. Um, And I don't really remember this. I don't remember the setup for it. But it, like, involved children. And I just didn't like it. Um, And I just turned it off. But I didn't, like, go out and try to cancel him or anything for it. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't think it was funny. It wasn't for me. Um, Like, what are your opinions on, on comedians crossing that line? Uh, usually, uh, it just depends. I think I listen to so many comedians that sometimes I can just, um, I, I, and it's funny too, because I've talked about this with like Marcellus and Lamar, um, a lot and also Ben mm-hmm. Patton because I, I stand up comedy is one of the most important things to me. Uh, something I will never try because I am not a good storyteller, but I do enjoy, like, I, uh, it, it's hard to explain. I, when I go to a show and stuff like that, or if I listen or watch something, I'm very, anal- I'm, 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 I'm kind of like analytical about it and like, kind of like 
not, not, I'm trying to think of like the word, but um, I'm analyzing them essentially. Like I uh, always, I, it's, and so if there are jokes that I don't like, um, you know, I'll, I'll just keep going. I want I always want to finish a set. There are only a few where I never actually did finish. Like there was a Pete Holmes. I love Pete Holmes, but there was, a, there was a, there was a set that he did that's on Netflix that I just couldn't get through because it was like 10 jokes in a row where I was like, dude, you're so much better than this. And I just turned mm-hmm. it off. Um, when they go over the line, like, I think Dave Chappelle did it a, a couple times. I really hated his LGBT, uh, oh, his LGBT his in, a, in a, in a car, uh, bit. Yes, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. it, I thought it ran way too long. I think yeah. it was extremely off. Um, not just That's morally. That's when I turned off the special. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the entire thing because I was told by too many people that I need to watch it and it was too important because I actually never really liked Dave Chappelle stand up all that, stand up all that much. I think when people compared him to uh, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor, I thought that was extremely insulting because they're because uh, they're all yeah. very different. Um, right. Like right. I, I would actually wholeheartedly actually think that um, that Cat Williams was actually closer to Richard Pryor, and I don't. And I, I would say that Kevin Hart was closer to Eddie Murphy. And I've said that a few times. If you're going to compare mm-hmm. comedians to other comedians, that's going to be the closest ones that you would. I don't think Dave Chappelle was anything like them at all. I think Dave Chappelle, if anything, was closer to uh, maybe a little bit more grumpy George Carlin, uh, who was less progressive. Like, uh, I would compare him more to energy of George Carlin, but definitely not content-wise. And mm-hmm. um, so that, that's that's my thing about Dave Chappelle and my little stand-up, uh, like, you know thoughts but i yeah, yeah dave Ch- dave chappelle and i dave chappelle <laughs> dave chappelle and i just don't really agree yeah, yeah you chappelle, just don't yeah yeah you know we don't hang <laughs> no but uh be- only because of that only no um yeah I, I i watched it and i just thought it was very mediocre um i think mm-hmm. somebody i think people who just absolutely kill it are um like everything i think basically like the comedians that i think that like when i go into it i know i'm gonna be dying or like john blaney Patton Oswalt, like, okay, and that's the other thing about Patton Oswalt is it's more than comedy because he shows a lot of uh, vulnerability and uh, brings in a lot of other like really, really heavy stuff. Um, and so uh, I've never seen his stand up, but I really like him. I've seen him. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. I think it's yeah. called Annihilation. Um, what he, ugh, I'm trying to remember what his set is. Yeah, Annihilation is one after his wife passed away, and he finally, mm-hmm. you know, talks about it. But, um, and so, yeah, anyway, so, um, but I would say like the people who I just know for a fact that I'll be laughing really hard, um, are Patton Oswalt, uh, John Mulaney, uh, Tiffany Haddish. I love her. I love oh, her she's so, so great. much. I still yeah. think, I still think that, um, um, what's her name? Wanda Sykes is like unbelievable. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of all of the soundtracks that I have. Um, Kristen Schaal is actually a really great comedian. She doesn't do comedy all that much anymore. Moshe Kasher right. is one of my favorites as well. Um, but yeah, anyways, those are some of my like. And um, Tom Segura is unbelievable. And then of course the Machine. Um, I think he is. I, I think he has the weirdest storytelling, the weirdest comedy set uh, set up, and um, and. Uh, yeah, Burt Kreischer is just unbelievable. He is so funny, and I can't believe they're making another movie about his college days. Did you know that Van Wilder, the movie, the first movie, is based on Kurt, 
that is based on Bert's parties because Bert was he was on the news as the number one partier of Amer- in America. Oh, really? And Van Wilder, they paid him for his <laughs> some of his stories and made the movie Van Wilder. The Van oh Van Wilder, God. yeah. So, uh, and now they're making another movie about his college days too. Oh my God! Uh, and so, um, and uh, there was another comedian I just had in the top of my head. Um, but yeah, but these, those are just current ones. Those aren't like ones like overall, but there was another one that I was, I just had in my head and I just forgot. Um, I also say Tracy Morgan, anytime Tracy Morgan is on stage mm-hmm. on a mic, I think it's just his persona. I think he can literally just be reading off like his to-do list and I would still laugh yeah. like, like crazy. I just think yeah. it's just how he presents himself. It's just so brilliant. But anyways, what about you? What about, what are some mm-hmm. of the comedians that you just love to watch? Uh, well, some of them are the same as you. So I, I mean, I love Tiffany Haddish and I love, um, uh, John Mulaney, of course, like we, yeah. I've, I've, I've had the chance to see him twice in person. Wow. So, um, it, yeah, it was awesome. Um, super great. Um, and, uh, and I had seen his stuff before on Netflix, but, um, you know, so the anticipation of seeing him live was, was just awesome. Um, I forget who opened for him, but for one of the, one of the times we saw him, like that guy was really funny and I wish I remembered his name. Um, but some so, like a pinnacle moment in like my like comedy upbringing, <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, no one sent me a hate mail for this one. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, uh, the soup, uh, with Joe McHale specifically. So, uh, that really made me like the sarcastic person I am today, but, um, yeah, just, oh God. So like, of course, that's when I first saw Joe McHale and I was like, who is this guy? And then, you know, and then he started being in things here and there and having like one line and then, <laughs> And then finally on that little show called Community the Community that we love so much that of yeah. course we have to bring up because we bring it up every show, but that's how <laughs> much we love it. It's on Netflix. Um, please watch it. Um, so uh, that from from Community, um, you know, seeing Joel McHale, I got to see him live one time. He actually like, he like talked to me in the audience because he, uh, he was like, anyone from this city, anyone from this city? And I was the only one from my city there. And it was like just down the road. So I was kind of really... I was surprised, but, um, but you know, it, it was cool. So it was, it was a fun, fun evening that, um, that we had. And, uh, um, uh, he's hilarious. The way he does co- his comedy is very conversational. So like, it just, yeah. that's, that's like kind of my favorite version of stand-up comedy is very like, like you're hanging out with a friend and they're telling you a story. So yeah, it uh, instead of, of like, like, uh, Joe Coy is like, uh, like a prime example of that too. Mm, mm, um, that's, I just think it's the most like authentic version of it. You're not like being taken out of, you're like, Oh, are they going to start their set? Oh my God. Like this is the set, you know, that's kind of how it feels. So going in that community vein, um, you go to uh, Donald Glover and I loved his comedy special. His was a little bit like a little crazy for me, but, um, but on on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I was like crying. It was so funny. Um, And then weirdo, right? I'm sorry. Weirdo. I think it was what it was called. I think that's, I think that's the one. Yeah. The, the, his like Home Depot bit killed me. Like, I still think about that today. Every time I see a Home Depot sign, I think of his, his, uh, Home Depot story, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't laugh about it right now. So, uh, <laughs> keeping with the community, um, I got really excited to see Ken Jung's set, our uh, Netflix special. And I have to say, I was disappointed because it wasn't that, funny to me like it wasn't that great like it was fine 
Um, yeah. I I kind of settled like in my mind that like Ken Jung, like I love him to death, but he's a good like side character. But I feel like he can't like be the leading man, you know, on his own. So that's just kind of I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about like his style. But um, but he seems like a really nice guy, and he's really smart. So that's cool. I feel bad saying that about him, but um, but that's just how I felt with that special. And there are a lot of actors who just who are like that. They're like, I don't want to be the main character. I just want to be a good side character. Like there are a lot of yeah. act- actors that are just not great. Unfortunately, you know, uh, on as, as the main as the main focus of something. So right, I, I, maybe I if he's like a buddy cop, so he has someone to play off of, like constantly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that would I, work. But I love I love Ken Jung, but yeah, I had no yeah. interest in Doctor Ken. I had no interest in it wasn't very good or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my God. I I will. I don't know who. Wait. So who are your who are three of your favorite? comedians who are no longer with us and then who do you think are the three best things in comedy right now oh gosh that is a big question why don't you go first on that one uh, i'm gonna have to num- think about it number one best uh, in my honest opinion uh number one best uh who is no longer with us comedians uh is gonna be patrice o'neill uh oh. patrice o'neill was the greatest I-, I honestly do think he was just one of the greats bernie mack was unbelievable and Sam Kinison are my three are my top three. Um see I'm really shocked that you're you didn't say Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams stand up. Yeah. I think he was a little repetitive. Uh I think a yeah. lot of his jokes were repetitive. I um you know what it's actually my uh because here's the thing. <sighs> Kevin James is somebody who really pisses me off in in uh in comedy and in everything else because the man is very talented i don't know if any if you saw that movie right. where he was a boxer i think here comes the boom it was like the, it was like yeah. an actual like serious film he's a good serious actor like most comedians are because comedians are very tortured people say um kevin james had a set that was called um uh sweat the salt small stuff which is one of the i i will absolutely say this and joan rivers also not joan rivers um what's her name um Oh my god, why am I forgetting her name? I'm seeing her face. Um Um I doesn't matter. Um one of another great old um Santa comedians. Um there was a thing on Comedy Central where they did the, the where they did the top hundred comedians of all time. And she made a very good point. She was just like, This was one of the greatest sets of all time. Sweat the Sweat the Small Stuff is is a an hour of good family comedy. Better than anything, I would say honestly, uh, that any other fa- family comedian could could emulate. Maybe not so much. Unfortunately, I, I I have to say his name. I of course do not reflect on how he is now, but what we knew of him back then and his stand up co- just judging his stand up comedy. Bill Cosby was the king of family comedy, uh, right. and then and then along came uh, you know we had the blue collar comedy tour people, uh, you know Jeff Foxworthy. Well, I think that. Um, Kevin James, early two thousands, uh, him like Pablo Fra- uh, Francisco and a couple other people who just blew up from their one set on Comedy Central presents. Kevin James, sweat the small stuff, was still one of the greatest sets of all time, and it is really unfortunate where he is now and working with just like Adam Sandler and making movies like Paul Blart, Mall Carp, which are giving people happiness and fun and joy. But like it's the same thing with like, but like he's done, he's dug himself into a hole like Melissa McCarthy, where they're both extremely two different talented people doing like the same stuff over and over and over again, right. and not 
going back to doing something that they're like clearly really good at and passionate about because not a lot of times are there whole sets where every single joke lands. Kevin James did it in that one hour long set where not one joke fell flat. Every single one of them were hilarious. And every single comedian, even John Mulaney, even the great John Mulaney, has had some jokes that are like, oh, okay, all right, keep going. Um, but like, no, so Kevin James would have been up there if he kept going and he just stopped. He just stopped. He just yeah. went straight to movies and it just really sucks. Yeah. Nick, Nick Swartzen was great too. One of my favorite bits of all time was him talking about his funeral where he's just like, I just want everybody to see the coffin and they think I'm in there, but I won't be. And then halfway through, my body comes down on wires. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then techno music starts playing. And my mom's like, what happened to my son? What did he do? And like, that's just like one of my favorite. And then talking about like having like a D-list celebrity come in, go stand over your coffin, cry, and then walk away. Like you pay them just to come and just cry. So everyone's like, dude, is that, is that John Stamos? Like, that's like one of my favorite bits and like one of the dumbest jokes. And, I, and it still sticks with me today. But Nick, Nick Swartzen just like stopped and he just makes crap and he just plays things like Bucky Larson and all this other stuff. And you're just like, man, what happened to you? So yeah. um, anyway, so back to that Patrice O'Neill, uh, especially about the receipt and, um, and the uh, and the, and the white baby uh, 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 bit is unbelievable. Uh, Bernie Mac was taken way too soon for us. His relatable comedy and storytelling was amazing, and Bernie Mac's show was unbelievable. And Sam Kinison died way too early and way too tragically. Such irony, and uh, was was one of the greatest. Um, just. Uh, shock, shock comedians of all time. I think right now people who are really helping us with comedy shape it. Uh, I know he said he's retired, but I really hope he comes back. Uh, Bo Burnham, I think, is actually the future of comedy. I love Bo Burnham. I love him so much. I think he is one of the most talented people. Eighth Grade is an unbelievable film. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, he he was great in. Uh, he's a great director. Yeah, he was great in The Big Sick, which is one of my favorite films of all time. So I, I, I love Bo Burnham and I love his stand up. I've watched it. Li- I've watched Make Happy, I would say, 20 times. And I wow. cry and I cry every single time uh, during I Can't Handle This Right Now. So I think it's one of the greatest bits. It's hilarious. It's tragic. It's depressing. It, it, all, the, all the emotions come out in that eight minute bit. And it's un- and that song. And it's just unbelievable. And he jabs at Kanye West, which is also great too. Um, <laughs> number two, Ronnie Chang, I think is one of the greatest most hilarious uh just raw comedy he he just doesn't care what he's saying and he says it where he just looks so pissed off and he sounds so pissed off but then but you also get like this sense of like teddy bearness to him it's hilarious like i love i don't know if you've seen have you seen crazy rich asians yes he's the he's the really uptight uh cousin where he's just like take a picture take a picture and he's like yeah. yelling at his family the whole time and he's like saying really horrific things to people like constantly um that's ronnie chang he has a set yeah. that's um, he has two different sets that's available right now i think one on netflix and another one somewhere else um here's one where he talks about uh amazon amazon prime and it's hilarious um yeah ronnie chang i think is definitely one of the people who's also like the the future of, of like and most important people in comedy and then We've been naming him so many times before. Uh, I have to give it to John Mulaney. I just think he perfected and really showed us uh, the importance of storytelling, how to tell a story, mm-hmm. how to grab an audience. Like 
He, I, I feel like he did everything. Not, not to, not to downplay him because he is one of the greats still today. But you know, I, I think he perfected everything that Bobcat Goldblatt wanted without doing a silly voice. So, mm. yeah, he doesn't do a silly voice. <laughs> yeah, John Mulaney is a very he's a very so, so, I I wonder. Uh yeah, no. I, um, <laughs> no, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. No, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Um so for me there aren't a lot of comedians that like cuz I'm like tiptoeing into the world of like stand-up comedy. I don't really like partake a lot in um but I do enjoy it. I think because for me it's like I'm a little picky with with like the type of stand-up comedy. Um yeah. So I uh, I can't think of like stand-up comedians that you know that have passed on that, that were my favorite necessarily, but um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Robin Williams. I can see what you're saying about him. Um, the uh, but the the few that I think that maybe are are coming up in the world of comedy, uh, Middleditch and Swartz. Have you yeah. seen that? Well, yeah, it, that, that's improv. I don't know if I would like constitute that as like stand up. Okay, like, I, okay. I, but no, but I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, oh, okay, I'll allow it. That's a reference. I made a reference so, uh, to Middle right. Schwartz. <laughs> it is, it is, uh, it is uh, improv. You're right, but I just thought it was clever. I, I love them. And um, yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, I made I made a reference to Middle Dish and Schwartz, and you completely missed it. No, I, did, I totally did, but I, I'm because my I'll allow it with the ghost of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it, I got it. Okay, I got wow. it. Now. Okay, cool. Wow. I got okay, it cool. <laughs> Knee slap. I'm sorry. I'll go. Oh, wow. No, I'll, you... I'll just go cry myself. I totally forgot who I was gonna say too. So oh, I'm, I'm just so gonna sorry. say who I think is really funny, and I really, really love Nick Kroll. Um, I think just like anytime he pops up, um, does he do stand up? I know he had his Nick Kroll show that is amazing, but. I don't. I don't know if he does stand up. Does he? I don't know. Actually, let me see. It's really off of the stand up bit, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but anytime Nick Kroll is in I mean, something, he's so funny. I would say. Uh, I would say. Uh, oh, hello is stand up because remember, stand up is okay. There are certain people that can just go up on stage and be funny. Um, they'll have some things written out and they'll know some things that they want to hit. But like what you were saying, conversational comedians do exist. And a lot of them, they'll just do things on the spot. Um, another person who was my honorable mention, by the way, it was Ali Wong. I want to give her as much credit as possible. Oh, because she's, she's amazing. And yeah, Elijah's legendary. But, but anyway, um, Joe Coy is prime example of somebody. I went to a Joe Coy set, uh, stand up. He, it was supposed to be an hour long. It went two hours long. And I think he, I think out of all the jokes that he said, three of them were written down or, or prepped beforehand. Oh, wow. Everything. I mean, he's just so funny. Nick Kroll stand up. Um, yes, he did do stand up in the early 2000s. And oh my God, he's young. Um, he looks so young. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks, like, it looks like he does it a lot, but never really, he doesn't do it with Comedy Central or a bunch of, or it doesn't look like. Oh. So there's, there's one called Thank You Very Cool from 2011. But mm -hmm. no, that looks like okay. It looks like it says stand-up comedy, but there's a bunch of characters in it. So I don't know if that's. I've always been one of those people where it's like there's prop comedy, there are impressionists, but I feel like if you're doing completely different characters with different like like um, costumes and stuff like that, that's more of a sketch comedy. And maybe that's right. just me being ignorant. But like I, I, I feel like there's a very, very big difference in a very, because when you're doing sketches, when you're putting doing in characters and costumes and stuff like that, you're taking the audience, you're taking away the audience from the um 
from the uh like or the the relationship between a, a stand up comedian and them talking to you and then a sketch right i feel like oh hello on broadway right. because most of it is them talking to the audience i actually could probably could, would consider that most more stand up comedy than i would maybe it seems like what he did it was just called thank you very cool where it's just him playing a bunch of different characters and putting out scenarios oh hello on broadway is them really talking to the audience saying one-liner jokes over and over and over again with a very minimal story which is fine right. because some, some sets have stories like if you look at camille nanjani has had has done that before where his whole set will have a story bo burnham's whole thing will have a whole story to it or a whole a point of it pat oswald as well brian possein whitney cumming other people would do will do that as well and it's sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't work out and so yeah anyway I love, okay. I love stand-up um, comedy. Can you tell I love stand-up comedy? Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. I also want to take it back to Kevin James. First of all, I wrote that down because I want to watch it. Second of all, I just saw him last, like, this last year, I think, in a movie with, of course, you know, Joe McHale. <laughs> um, but it was called Becky, and he was great in it. He yeah. played a bad guy. He played, like, the baddest dude, you know, yes. ever. That's what it was, the villain one. Yeah, I heard, I heard yeah. he was unbelievable in it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, like, his role, I feel, is kind of small. It was smaller than I would have anticipated it being. But that movie's great, actually. Like, it was it was kind of weird, but it was yeah. really good. <laughs> you know, it, it was good. And, and the performances, you know, were great, of course. Um, I Side note, fan casted him as um, the thing ben for Grimm. Fantastic Four because I think he'd be great at, at it. Um, but everyone laughed at me. That's fine. <laughs> It's okay. Um, I don't think he would. I don't think he would be bad. I just really want a Jewish actor to play Ben Grimm. I think we finally need Ben Grimm represented correctly, because especially for him, Judaism is such a big thing. I don't know Kevin James' like background or anything. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, true, true. Um, so um, a show that uh that I've been watching recently that I think Tyler you also watched a lot. Um, uh, but I grew up on it as well. Whose line is it anyway? Because it's on oh, yeah. HBO Max. And um, wow, 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 wow. I love uh, Wayne Brady so much, man. Like, I wish he would, like, do more things now. It's like, I know he was on, like, The Masked Singer, I guess. Spoiler, I was saying, he does, like, so many movie. game shows, reality shows. It's like, oh, right. man, come on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, that I wanted to go to Let's Make a Deal just so I can maybe meet him because he's cool. Right. He's also, he's <laughs> also money, in... I mean. He's also in Black Lightning. He's the villain, isn't he? Isn't he like the oh, overarching really? villain or something? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched oh, any CW show. shows in a while. So, like, I haven't watched Batwoman, uh, Supergirl. I tried to watch Supergirl the first season and couldn't get into it. But I love her. I mm -hmm. love the casting. I just think that the writing was yeah. very subpar. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess like so. In more recent times, yeah, I've been watching Whose Line Is It Anyway a lot. It's so funny. It's still so good. And um and then I, I'm jumping around a little bit, but um we both love Brooklyn Nine Nine, and uh, it's really interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see how they wrap up their final season with everything yeah. that's happened, and it's uh it's a tough situation, but you know it's understandable, but uh, it's a tough situation because I felt like uh huh no, you go, go ahead you go no no you go ahead. Well, I just I mean I feel like that show could be. Like the thing is about that comedy about that show, it's like it could literally, I feel like, really take place anywhere, like in any sort of like 
office. Like it could be a regular office, you know, yeah. and it would still be so funny because I feel like them being cops is like such a, like Minor almost thing. such a minimal part of the show. Um, but I did love the one episode where they had with, um, where it was kind of like an after school special sort of thing. It kind of took a turn for for that show because usually it's not very serious. They did have a serious episode with Terry Crews, which I thought was great. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they wrap this final uh, show up or final season up. But yeah, I mean, I think it's more like the characters slash like the actors that are portraying these characters that are so that we fall in love with, not necessarily like the character's occupation. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, sometimes, sometimes but, um, in the show, I do forget they're cops. I'm not gonna lie. Right, exactly. That's my point. Yeah, I totally do. I know because it's like it's such a minor part, and yeah, it pushes some plot points forward for the show. But it's so silly and zany that I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. I it will be interesting. But um, but another one. I think actually you introduced me to this one. It's Kim's Convenience, and that shows yeah, ending. I was just, about, just about to say yeah. that. I'm yeah. so upset. I don't know if yeah, I want to watch. Too. I don't know if I want to watch the last season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because then it's like it's over, and then you know. Do you, did you hear why they're ending it? Do you know why? Well, did you hear about uh, Shang? Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Kimmy Lu. Wait, what's his uh, name? Simu Lu. I don't know Simu if I pronounced. Sorry, Simu Lu. Simu Lu. Sorry, Kim's Kimmy. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Did no, you, it's fine. I love him. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear about? Oh, I think he's unbelievable. I think he's. Yeah. I want him in everything. I want Thank all you. of them. All the actors in that show they're, are fantastic. Yeah. But. He 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 really is unbelievable with like comedy, and uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, did you read about his tweets though about regarding the end of the show? No, I follow him on Twitter, so I caught just a tiny bit of it, but I I don't know much about the situation. So, uh, no, he basically says there is no resolution. They just end the show. Wow. He he went. He basically just said, "Hey guys, like he's upset as he should be, yeah. and he should." Oh, he doesn't hold out. back on Twitter. Yeah, he doesn't he, hold back. He and he shouldn't. Honestly, I actually applaud him for being an actor. Basically, being like, "Hey guys, you've been watching the show for seven years or for six years now, um, and the show's ending because the creators want to move on to something else. They they had a three season deal, and they're cutting it for the first one, and for no reason. And yeah, he says you will not see." the Kim's family together at the end of the season. Oh my God. Like he, he let us know. And I'm <sighs> very happy he did that because yeah, no I, I couldn't imagine like shit's Creek without a resolution or without like a, like a defined end. Like mm-hmm. if they were just like, Oh, and they just lived in shit's Creek forever. Like that would have sucked. That would have, or like, or like, you know, without any other like talking or anything like that, like they just ended like on a cliffhanger, which right. I'm very scared that Kim's Kim or that is a cliffhanger. The whole thing is about bringing them together. It's about, that's about Appa, uh, you know, Appa and him coming together. Um, and uh, why am I forgetting his name in the show? Um, Jung. Uh, Appa and Jung. You know, about them coming together, you know? And it's just, we, we see little teases and stuff like that throughout the show. But, man, it, it's just, it's not going to hit when, like, without, like, the family, A, knowing that he's dating Shannon and bringing her in. And then also just them coming together. So, and yeah. yeah, it sucks. And also, Kim Cheese is like, I want that guy in everything. Kim Cheese like, is my favorite character on that show. I, I I want him and Michael Pena. I want him to be an Ant Man so we can have like scenes with oh. him and Michael Pena together. Amazing. And they're both telling stories, but they tell them like completely off or, or like 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 they're the two different sides of the same story. <laughs> yes, you you reminded me, Ant Man. Um, 
uh randall park is my guy man like i love randall park so much I, he's I great he, I, if i know if i i think he's on one set and he did and it's um let me see i think he did once once set on netflix or something like that but oh. i i haven't watched it yet and he's one of my favorites i need to get yeah, on that he's great yeah, I don't know how he is with the stand-up or, like, if he did stand-up at all. I just... I'm sure it's the I most charming stand-up. Yeah. I want him in everything, and it looks like, like he's being... Like, he's he's in a lot of stuff now, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I think Very he's great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, shows like Arrested Development were uh, are great, and except, you know, they brought it back for that Netflix season, that yeah. which is... I couldn't get through it. I couldn't There's get three. through it. Aren't there three seasons on Netflix? Really? I think so. That were done by Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. They had the first season, and then they had the second season, and I think, then I think they recut the first season mm. to where it was just like an Arrested Development show. Remember, it was like every episode focused on one character yes. each. Yeah. They, they, uh, they re-edited it so it was like oh. a normal... Um, yeah, so it, doesn't, it oh, wasn't wow. like that at all. Uh, okay. And I was told that it, was, it is much better. But yeah, okay. I... I yeah, it felt off to me, and now that it ugh, really I can't did. Jessica Walter's gone, I can't believe she's gone. She's amazing. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Agreed. Jessica Walter. Yeah, seriously. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love Arrest Development. I, I love the fact that like that the narrator is a character, but like not yeah. really at the same time. It's like Ron Howard yeah. is just perfect. Oh, yeah, God, that show was really good. That's another show I waited like forever to watch too. Like I just started watching it like a couple years ago. For the first time. Yeah, like, most people did. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody watched it when amazing. it was on. When... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. And it's funny that... too. Because so like there's, there's spinoffs, right? And like spinoffs don't always hit or land or whatever. But um, especially when you take a movie and then you make a TV spinoff, right? A movie is so different than television. Uh, you yeah. know, in, in uh, many aspects, as we as we both know, but taking the movie "What We Do in the Shadows" and then making it a television show was like the most genius thing anyone's ever done. Because yeah, oh my god, when I tell you that's like one of my favorite shows. Like, oh, you can't see them, but I have like a Nandor portrait up here because oh, honestly, that is one thing I did like. I did like better than the movie because yeah, I, I, I like feel the like that show more than the movie too. Yes, yeah, I, and that format of like comedy for me works very well in like a TV type. Like, like I I could binge the whole season, but like being episodic, kind of like that, it, it just like it works. It works yeah. better. It's like tighter, you know. I have two. Th I have two th thoughts on um what we do in the shadows, like the show. Like one thing, the show wouldn't be as good if it wasn't for the movie. It's like the movie is a really good right. like like concrete um like like. Yeah, I mean, it's a good foundation for the show. I think you can watch the show without watching the movie, and you'll like it. But I think if you watch the movie first and then watch the show, you'll get so much more out of it. Secondly, yes. the characters in the show are so much better than the characters in the movie. Not saying that the movie characters are bad. It's just with the show, you get more time with them. You get to see them marinate and see them in different scenarios. Where a movie, you have one plot you need to focus on, sometimes a side plot, but it doesn't take over. And you don't get to see, you just see them growth in one journey. Where in a TV show, you see them in multiple. 
and like Craig or the you know the the energy vampire is just the greatest <laughs> idea. Um, and you know Matt Barry in anything. Matt Barry needs to be everything. Like I, I've said this before, if they cast in Matt Barry as Batman, I would I would see that movie a thousand times. Um, <laughs> Matt Barry and, as the and Bullcat. hand me Joker goon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is one though. I... <laughs> side note, side note, but like. <laughs> you know how they they always do the famous or infamous alley scene right and we're sick of it mm-hmm. we're, we're, we don't want to see it ever again we get it we know what happens okay it's like this everybody knows my like two month year old nep two month old nephew knows like what happened to batman's parents okay however if matt Barry does batman <laughs> if matt Barry becomes batman in a movie they better freaking do that flashback <laughs> but i want matt Barry as like in himself like <laughs> yeah I want, I want I, I want a kid with Matt Barry's head just like yeah. on top of it. It's like Daddy, no <laughs> beard and all. Like father, no mother, uh. <laughs> and like a wide shot. Like they pull back and he's just on his knees. He's like no, like in the alleyway. <laughs> I I would I would see that movie so I, I want like him to be very silly and crazy and everybody else like super serious, like Nolan serious. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, that would be the greatest thing. Uh, I love Matt Berry. He is a he is a treasure. He is a international treasure. Uh, if you haven't seen Toast of London, it's so good. Yeah, I, I have it. Oh wow. man, you need it's all on Netflix. It's it's un, he is just the greatest. He is just the absolute greatest. Um, yeah, like what, once they casted him in what we do in the shadows, I was like, I don't care about anybody else. I don't care who else is is casted. He's the only one. I, that's you won. It's the same feeling when they said James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, I don't care who's in this movie. This movie's (laughs) going to be great. Like, I don't care. James Gunn is that good. And the same thing with the new Batman movie with Matt Reeves. Like, I was like, I don't give a flying fuck who's in it. What is it about? It's 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 Matt Reeves directing. It can't be. It cannot be bad. And so and now that we have, you know, uh, um. Uh, oh my god, I forgot, I forgot his name. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Hayden Christensen because there's so much Star Wars talk recently. <laughs> um, why am I forgetting his Robert Pattinson, and I'm so happy with him being Batman. I'm so excited. And then Paul Dano is Riddler. I'm just and um, what's his oh, name? Is wow. Commissioner Gordon? Um, yes. Oh, uh, what's his What's his name with the with the amazing voice? Um, oh man, Wait, who's Gordon? Um, what? Because I, 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 I keep I can only think of the He's just in, I mean, he's in Westworld. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, I just have his first name. I can't remember his last name. But anyways, yeah, like, man, I can't wait for the Batman. That's just uh, what's his name, wait. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is the Penguin. Penguin. That's pretty. cool. My gosh, so unrecognizable. But I'm more excited for Paul Dano as Riddler. Uh, in yeah, all he's honesty. insane. That's, I love that's, him. That's the one I'm most excited for. And also, Andy Serkis is Alfred. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And, that's oh, right and zoe kravitz is catwoman that is yes. awesome i really like her yeah. so i'm excited so, yeah. yeah me too we should probably end we're coming up on an hour yeah. but uh do you have anything this else you want to talk about, about comedy man? yeah comedy and batman. Batman. uh yeah <laughs> yeah um it's you know comedy is my favorite like genre or at least like if a movie or something is funny because you know Real world is so dark all the time that you know it's it's nice to take time to laugh like voluntarily. Does that make sense? Anyway, of course. Um, yeah. So thanks, comedy. We owe you one. Um, thanks, and, comedy. Uh, 
And yeah, I'll be opening up my red bubble shop like probably today. So Oh wow. That's exciting. Uh Betty Geek, of course, on uh Twitch, on Instagram and Etsy. I mean at Betty Geek on the interwebs and listen to this podcast on, on other podcasts on the Granky Gathering. Thanks. <laughs> Yay. And I'm Tyler <laughs> from the Granky Gathering. Go to our website, thegrankygathering.com for our articles, our videos, and our other podcasts and so much more. Also, I'll be streaming here on Twitch every Friday on Marvel Talkback. And then yeah. we have some other uh, live podcasts like DZBS, this one, Burn After Pitching, and a few other things. And also, Most Extreme Ranking Challenge live on Twitch will be happening starting in May. So look out for that. And also, our Less Extreme Ranking Challenges on Instagram TV, on Instagram Live. And yeah, have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. Grand Geek Gathering.